UAB MedCast is an ongoing medical education podcast. The UAB Division of Continuing Education designates that each episode of this enduring material is worth a maximum of 0.25 AMA PRA Category 1 credit. To collect credit, please visit uabmedicine.org medcast and complete the episode's post-test. Welcome to UAB MedCast, a continuing education podcast for medical professionals, bringing knowledge to your world. Here's Melanie Cole. Welcome. Today, we're talking about male infertility. And my guest is Dr. Peter Coletas. He's the director of the Urology Residency Program at UAB Medicine. Dr. Coletas, it's a pleasure to have you join us today. Tell us a little bit about infertility in general. What's the definition of it? The definition of infertility is the inability to conceive after one year of unprotected intercourse. How common is this among men? We hear so much about women and infertility issues. Men don't really like to talk about this as much, Dr. Coletus. Is it pretty common in men? Yes, yes. So about 15% of couples are infertile. And in those couples, about half will have some male factor, either uh just a male factor or in combination with a female factor. So if it's a male factor, what are some of the types of issues that a man might have that could affect his fertility, whether it's medications or stress or, you know, physiological conditions? Tell us about some of those issues. The most common thing that we would identify in um, men that come for a fertility evaluation is a varicocele or dilated veins of the scrotum. And that's something that we can treat. Um, other medications can be the cause of infertility, um, such as chemotherapy for malignancy. Uh, testosterone treatment is something that we see a lot of men uh, receiving currently. And uh, this can be a, um, a relatively common reason for men to have problems conceiving other types of problems um, can be uh, related to obstruction or blockage after a vasectomy. It would be the most common uh, cause. Um, and then there are there are a lot of um, problems, intrinsic problems with the testicle with sperm production that um, that can't be uh, fixed, so to speak, but will cause fertility problems. So where in that group that you just mentioned do lifestyles fit in? Because I, I'm just curious as to how, for men, these kinds of things affect their fertility and actually their erection or erectile dysfunction. Well, they're two separate things. The, the things that can cause erection problems like um, diabetes or vascular problems uh, don't cause fertility problems per se. The, uh, so they're really two separate things. Now, men with diabetes could have other types of sexual dysfunction, um, such as problems with ejaculation that could affect their ability to have a pregnancy, but it doesn't affect sperm production uh, like other types of medical problems. Uh, smoking can affect fertility, um, and stopping smoking could improve um, a couple's chance for getting pregnant, and that's true on uh, on the female side as well. So that's 
that's one lifestyle measure that if changed could improve a couple's chance for getting pregnant. Recreational drugs should be avoided. Uh, moderate alcohol is probably not a problem for fertility. Um, anabolic steroids are a big cause of infertility and, and they're really, uh, they can um, really be thought of as like a high high powered uh, type of testosterone treatment when used as a as a drug for men with uh, quote low testosterone can um, cause uh, infertility as well so some of those are some of the things that can affect uh, fertility that, that are part of lifestyle so then how is it evaluated what tests do typically run and who would a man see? Would they go to a reproductive endocrinologist? Would they go to fertility specialists right away? What do you tell your urology residents about, you know, getting these men in to see them? And then how is it evaluated? Well, we do a history and a physical exam. And then for laboratory testing, we do two semen analyses. That's the um, uh, initial laboratory testing. And then depending on the results of those things, then we may do other testing. Um, I'd say most practitioners that evaluate men for infertility are urologists, but it could be it could be someone else who has knowledge and expertise in that area. The reproductive endocrinologists are on the gynecologic side, and they will do the evaluation for um, the man's partner. Um, but some reproductive endocrinologists are involved in evaluation of um, men as well. So that that's the initial basic evaluation, looking for a reason for the fertility problem, hopefully something that can be treated. And then um, depending on the initial evaluation, we may do other more advanced testing like hormone testing or genetic testing. Well, then tell us, once you've determined, based on what other tests that you performed, how is it treated? What are some of the treatment options available to men in the event that you find infertility? Well, if a man has a varicocele and an abnormal semen analysis and has not been able to have a pregnancy, then treating the varicocele would be accepted treatment. If a man has a correctable hormone problem, we would treat that. If a man has uh, obstruction, say, after a vasectomy, then that's a little different story. We know that um, when we first see the man, usually he's had a vasectomy and we can uh, treat that. But uh, treating the varicocele and then uh, treating endocrine problems would be um, probably the two most uh, common things. Dr. Coletus, how important is a psychological aspect of all of this when you're in treatment with a man? And how important is it that both members of the couple be involved in the assessment and discussion of these results? Do you find that men have issues discussing this or seeking treatment? What have you seen and what have some of your outcomes been? Some men do have um, trouble discussing it, but most men are motivated to to have an evaluation and to try to understand better what the cause of the fertility problem might be and then uh, get treatment. But like any other health problem, some people may be reluctant to, to talk about it. As we wrap up, what would you like other providers to know about male infertility and when they should refer to the experts at UAB Medicine? Well, um, we, could, um, we could see men at any stage of the evaluation, whether they've had 
uh, no testing or and, and no examination done, or if they've had um, some initial testing done that has shown some abnormalities, or if, if the man just wants to uh, get more information. So we could see them at any, really at any point in their evaluation. Most urologists can do uh, the evaluation as well, starting with the exam and then uh, the semen analysis uh, testing and then any other testing after that, uh, whatever um, he or she is comfortable doing and, and has the resources to do. But it's important to have both partners evaluated and uh, it's, it's important to do uh, some screening of the man's partner if, if they come to the office together because sometimes there will be some uh, potential female factors that that we may be the first ones to to inquire about and then uh, it's important to have the man's partner get an evaluation uh, done as well and so working as a team can be helpful to do that working with fertility specialists the reproductive endocrinologist can be very helpful in um, getting uh, a couple evaluated Thank you so much, Dr. Coletis, for coming on and and speaking about treatment options available for male infertility. A community physician can refer a patient to UAB Medicine by calling the MIST line at 1-800-UAB-MIST. And that wraps up this episode of UAB MedCast. For more information on resources available at UAB Medicine, please head on over to our website at uabmedicine.org slash physician. If you as a provider found this podcast informative or you have patients you would like to refer, please share this podcast. Please share on your social media and be sure to check out all the other fascinating podcasts in the UAB library. Until next time, this is Melanie Cole.